Featuring Marco Campiani and Isikel Kuti. I am your host, Marco Campiani. And I'm your co-host, Isikel Kuti. Um, so so let's let's get right into it. What, what, what do you want to talk about, Isikel? Um, so I've been seeing online and also people have been talking to me a lot about Joe Rogan and how he's apparently very problematic and he should be stopped at all costs and i i frankly uh just do not agree with that because i don't think that would do anything um i think people overreact a lot and so yeah i guess i just wanted to talk about like just um truth and just conversations and being being open-minded um yeah before we get before we get before we get into like the topic of like suppression and like freedom of speech and all that shit yeah um i want to ask you what your take is on the the idea that somebody with somebody with a platform and with an audience has has a certain responsibility to that audience and uh whether it be about like not talking about things that you're not 100% sure about bringing yeah. on credible uh bringing on credible speakers and sources um and like i i i think i think that you know on 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 one hand the 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 side of people that are uh frustrated disappointed and angry at Joe Rogan uh feel like he has a responsibility to his audience to be honest and truthful when it comes to things yeah But if you talk to Joe i think he would say that he's saying those things out of his responsibility to be honest and truthful <laughs> exactly so, So uh, I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. So I think I'll start off by saying like I don't believe that like Joe Rogan is 100% the unquestionable truth, right? No like way. no one is 100% unquestionably always saying the truth. Like there's always levels to things like but I think if, like seeing his progression of like people he's had on like he went from like having Alex Jones on a lot of times which like is great like it's great content right it, not the most credible guy he went from having like Alex Jones got uh, Alex Jones on to like having uh Dr Malone like literally the creator of like mRNA like on and i think that that speaks to credibility too because like he he is definitely getting more credible people on his platform and i i don't know i think he is in a way like his can, version of the truth is he's being a lot more serious about it than before is kind of what i gathered from it i mean i mean he 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 still has i mean he still has a variation of guests like fun guests or just like his friends comedians yeah are just interesting people but like definitely since covid there's been a like 
the atmosphere in the country and the world has definitely shifted to be like much more serious so i'm sure he has felt like a certain responsibility as like an independent uh media person to to really uh, get people different perspectives of what's going on right now that don't come from vetted and filtered and like dolled up sources yeah exactly um, but what, what, one thing that like you know you know not that, that like note that the, all those doctors you know it wasn't even like it was like doctor scientists or no it was scientists and doctors and i don't i don't know who else mm-hmm. they said that dr malone was like they were they were saying that he alleges that he was the inventor of these things of the mrna right uh vaccine but i don't like when i looked him up on google because i heard him say it when i listened to the podcast and i was like damn that ass and i looked it up and like on his wiki page that's what it said uh-huh. um so i wonder i wonder what the truth behind it is it 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 would be it would be ridiculous if they were just throwing that word in there or like the the allegation that he's making it up mm-hmm. he's taking credit for something that he didn't do knowing that he did it but just to get people to question his credibility entirely that makes sense yeah no that makes perfect sense and i think that kind of speaks to the point that like you can't really cancel him like he has such a big following he's the most listened to podcast like in the world so he has such a big following that he can't really be canceled but the things that he posts can be like clipped and they can be uh like put out of proportion and just basically messed with to the point that it's not the original message but like yeah he's not like canceled you know it's like it's like a weird like in between kind of gray area yeah um and i've i've heard from several friends like it just randomly has come up if he's even mentioned or something about him is mentioned that every like everybody says the same line like oh like yeah i used to like like joe rogan uh until he started spreading misinformation or i like and like oh like i listened to that elon musk podcast and like thought it was good like people that like never actually like listened to him they just saw like maybe watch some clips or like when he had somebody really interesting like elon musk on they listen Mm -hmm. but and then they, they they all say the misinformation thing and when they say it it's so clear to me that they have not watched any of the episode <laughs> or anything maybe they've seen a clip of him saying one thing and yeah. they saw the clip from an article or an, a report that he was giving misinformation uh like and they just like regurgitate kind of what they were told um yeah but it's super clear to me and and and, and it's sad and because like when i when i talk to these people they you know how like you know everybody does it when they have a take they try to they try to make 
themselves a little bit seem more informed that they are or like yeah no i've watched yeah no i've i've seen the you know what i mean like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. by the way that they're saying it i i just know it's like it's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean most of the people that want to cancel him haven't even watched like a full episode um yeah. which is hilarious because like i don't know there is it's like the hype train now at this point uh but like from the point of view of like spotify i don't think they're gonna cancel him like they're he gets them so much money and like listeners and customers like there's just no way that he's gonna get deplatformed um do you know valuetainment have you seen i've i've heard of uh but you know the dude yeah 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 okay okay yeah I, I, I don't watch a lot of his stuff. I've seen like a few full episodes and uh, uh, clips here and there. Mm-hmm. But I one came up on my page that said like why Silicon Valley hates Joe Rogan. Um, and like I don't I don't fully remember. They didn't even talk about what necessarily it was kind of like clickbait. Yeah. But um, what they talked about, they, they looked up who who the CEO of Spotify was. He's like the Swedish dude. He's like very young. He's in like his mid thirties ish. He's a billionaire, Damn. and the guy, the guy's like, he was like, he like, I'm calling it right now. Watch out for the the next couple of months. If any like, if anything comes out about his personal life, like allegations for this, like reports about like anything, mm-hmm. and like I mean, I'm not saying like, I mean, I think it's 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 highly likely that's how shit usually works, but like. I'm curious. I, I, it's just like an interesting kind of like theory to watch and see if it plays out the way yeah. that it, it seems like it might. Not for sure. And it's like super. Uh, what I like to do a lot, and like I don't know, it might be a little bit weird, but like since I kind of know like how the media operates, like it's just interesting to see like what they're gonna do and what they're gonna put out, like like try to like predict before it happens. Um, so yeah what, what 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 you never see like I mean ultimately like I mean there might be, there might be some people listening right now who like are either like maybe they heard about our topic and our stance on it and they already stopped listening or they're just <laughs> still listening but they 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 don't agree so I, I like I want to make it clear like why we're talking about this and like yeah what our stance is ultimately even if it seems like bullshit uh, and I'll start mm-hmm. and then you can take it away easy sure um I think this is very important because the way that I view the world and my philosophy about like information um comes down to you know like everybody like anybody being able to present information even if it's wrong even if it's biased even if they're just blatantly lying everybody should be allowed to do that right yeah and but but ultimately a lot of the times when we when we see people uh spreading misinformation or like or just spreading information that 
is contrary to the mainstream belief given by the government or uh, air, in air quotes like reputable health sources uh, all that we see is like kind of like the slash and burn method like like tear down credibility uh, just use like uh, what's the word just like buzzwords like misinformation or any other word to label it yeah and they just try to get to deter people from listening by telling them being like hey trust me this is what it is and you don't even have to look into it yeah. right you never see anybody break down what they're saying and give their contrary take or point out the parts that they believe are wrong and give the contrary takes um you like it, it's it's the ultimate like i don't know it it, it just ends up being like uh, i i don't know the, the the there's not there's not really like it's not really fair play in my in my uh, in my book and i don't think it's doing any service to the public it's the same idea that uh, a parent is scared about what a, what conclusions a, their kid might come to if they're exposed to uh, more adult ideas or substances or anything of the sort and so their philosophy is to shelter the kid from all of those realities tell them tell them horror stories or fan, or like uh the bo boogeyman stories about what that thing is with without the kid actually having any understanding of the truth uh, and so i think that there's a, a huge fear of people making their own like like thinking for themselves and making their own mind up yeah. uh, and and a lot of i'm sure like 90 of people believe that they make their own minds up uh, we rarely do it ourselves half the time like you know what i mean yeah uh, but I, I I think especially the, the, the people in power, it's not beneficial for, 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 for them, for everybody to have access to all information, uh, analyze it and use their own discernment to, to maybe not even come to a conclusion, but like get a good understanding of what's happening. They much rather tell the narrative so that they have have control over the narrative that's the most like important thing when it comes to influence yeah absolutely and i think um like the pretense behind it like you said like how a parent would like shelter the child it's like the pretense behind it is safety and it's like the same pretense right now it's like oh it's for your safety but i think the safest thing to do and it's like literally like science and like the scientific method is analyzing all these different point of views and figuring out which one is the the one that's closer to the truth so like it's almost like hypocritical that they don't want any opposing viewpoints yeah <laughs> it's like that's like it's like oh trust the science but like that that is science so it, it's just like kind of funny um because like i i think how can you make your mind up if you only have like one idea and yeah. that is like 
I don't know. So, so some like one 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 thing that I heard is that like the approach is very one size fits all, and like I think anything anything that says anything about like thinking about the vaccine, thinking about maybe a reason not to take it, is is de- is instantly like anti-vax. Um, yeah. Or like all right, like I don't know, instantly anti-vax. But uh, nobody talks about how. I mean, like you know, one size fits all might not be the the proper way to move forward when it comes to something as complex as the pandemic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, um, and like we're no experts here, but like. Uh, we're definitely not experts <laughs> bro some people listening probably like oh my god what are these retards even talking about <laughs> yeah i mean i, I agree we <laughs> yeah but we need to be careful oh, we have shit. a platform of about 20 loyal listeners Oof. we don't want yeah. to misinform them <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um no but i like i'm literally i'm vaccinated so i'm, yeah, I'm it's not even like it's like I just, I think people should be able to choose instead of just like it being like, oh no, just, I don't know. I think there's a lot, a lot of shit is going down. And I, I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the, I don't like the culture under which the vaccine is being rolled out in the sense that they, it's like you're either on one team or the other. And if you're not on ours you're instantly labeled as the other team and bundled up in a giant group of people with very varied uh points of view and opinions um i don't like that it's a culture of if you're on our team it's the smart team it's the educated team it's the it's the the good people team the people Mm -hmm. who care about society um and the other team are stupid uneducated selfish um you know like i i i don't i don't think that's healthy in any scenario let alone during the rollout of an experimental uh, an experimental fucking uh an experiment in medicine Um, yeah and nah i totally agree uh, uh uh, did, did did you listen to the fucking what is it to the McCullough? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I listened to it on the plane. What 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 he was saying there was that in like when it comes to ethics and medicine, even if it's a very low level experiment, you like there there's always like choice there. There's no pressure. Like in order for 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 the ethics of the experiment to remain balanced or pure in any sense as pure as they can be there there can't be a pressure and especially uh like mass pressure like it's either choose between your education or your stance to not get vaccinated or wait to get vaccinated like it uh, you either have a job or you can remain in your stance 
to not get vaccinated. Um, even if you have antibodies, antibodies are completely like ignored. If if yeah. you if you have if you have antibodies for any kind of thing that requires a vaccine, and like you're tested to have antibodies, you're not the the, the doctor's going to be like you don't need the vaccine. Like you already have the antibodies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I. So yeah, I just I just don't I just don't think the culture in which it's it's being brought out uh, is beneficial for ourselves and the future. Yeah. And fuck was I gonna say? Um, like ultimately, oh, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. Um, give me a sec. There was a reason why I was saying it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am so lost. I'm so lost. I, if if it comes back to me, I'll say it. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll just take over. It's okay. I I definitely yeah I agree. It's not healthy. Um, just to have like two extreme opposites. And it's basically impossible to take a middle stance. Like, like I would consider myself in the middle, but no one else would consider me in the middle. Like, yeah. it, it's it's very, I don't know. I definitely don't like that. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, like, in the future. If that changes or if it stays the same and, like, more intense, I guess we'll see. Um but i definitely um, yeah um so yeah i just remembered i just remember what i was gonna say like exactly like like and and most people most people before the pandemic would have been more in the middle about things yeah but there's like for, for everything that that i'm saying uh, you know like somebody's always going to have a response to it and a lot of a lot of the and this isn't this this doesn't encapsulate everybody's viewpoint who is super pro-vaccine but there's a certain sentiment that it's like this is a special case and you need to say fuck the the ethics fuck taking your time to really figure things out and because and, and and other people other people call vaccinated unvaccinated people selfish for wanting to be hesitant and take their time with things but rarely sometimes yes rarely do pro-vaccine people admit that there is a certain selfish nature to them wanting this to be dealt with as quick as possible so that we can quote unquote go back into the world and the world can reopen um but but that sentiment of wanting to do it as quickly as possible ends up being the priority yeah and ultimately compromises uh, how it's handled 
I, I think that's nearly always the case anytime your priority is to do it as fast as possible yeah it should be as efficient as possible not as fast as possible or at least like a balance between the two yeah um yeah clearly it's just like oh let's just get back to normal which i don't think like normal is like a it's a funny word i don't think it's relative yeah i don't think normalcy existed i don't think we'd go back to it it's like things are changing super quickly like not only just because like like the pandemic but just like technology is increasing super rapidly we we have no fucking clue what's going on so i don't think there there's a normal to get back to but like yeah i i do i do get your point about joe rogan should have a song to talk about the vaccine <laughs> <laughs> i think that would go over super well yeah no i mean we'd probably get a little boost um yeah <laughs> yeah i actually haven't listened to much joe rogan recently though like it's it's funny like we're talking about him right now but no i'm i i, I probably listen to like maybe seven to ten full full podcasts like i listen to the whole thing per year yeah uh, i listen to a lot of clips um i uh, one i saw recently is the francis and ganu episode Mm. dude it's insane like that dude is like he tells his whole life story basically it's incredible Um, that's fucking dope yeah he has really good like uh like just athletes and martial martial arts specifically just like he's really in that circle it is very interesting uh it's got me wanting to like experiment with it a little bit too but (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. You know, like mentally. Um, uh, and uh, another another way that Joe Rogan and I see it on TikTok a lot. Like, no, I mean, I think I think a lot of it. I think like making fun of Joe Rogan is funny. Making fun of anybody yeah. is funny, but it's a little annoying when it becomes a trend, and like they're making fun they ultimately end up making fun of the image that they've seen of Joe Rogan or the small bits that they've seen about him yeah. and they think they haven't figured out and so it all just becomes derivative and ultimately like it's not funny because if you actually watch him you know it, it, it it's like it's like far from who he actually is yeah like another one of his labels is that he's just like uh uh, hyper masculine like <laughs> macho doofus like who and like i'd say that's like roughly like 20 percent of like his personality on screen yeah is like talking about shit that guys like shit that he likes he's a guy uh, he's into he's into recently he, 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 he he's more into i saw that he said he started hunting like in 2017 or something like not even too long ago and right. before then he didn't even shoot guns that often but he's into shooting guns he's into mixed martial arts he's into grilling meat like but but lots of other things too and if you listen to to his podcast like like even though like he is far from like fully evolved for somebody who's in his 50s he's a very well-rounded 
human being. Like, he is. He really is. Um, I like he's he's somebody that like he's sentimental too. He's not he's not afraid of his emotions. He's not afraid of expressing his emotions. Like uh, he, one of his last episodes with Chappelle, it, it was just like a little like two minute bromance session. He was just telling him like how much he means to him and like how he appreciates him and like that he loves him and he was like getting all in his feelings and like. I've seen him do that with lots of people, and like, which is like, you know, it's I, I think, uh, the, the, there's so many sides to him that it's just, and again, like some people might say, why the fuck do you care so much about Joe Rogan? Like, why do you idolize him? I don't think the point. It's like if you don't like hate him, you idolize him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like it's always it's always fucking binary, right? But like. <laughs> why can't we appreciate something for what it is and be able to to call out or disagree where we see fit and see things that might not be as positive you know what i mean sure yeah and i think that kind of goes back to like what i was talking about earlier how like even those tiny clips um like they really shape the image that like the the masses and like the public um, has a pen because like it could just be like him like saying some like stupid shit and then that's like that like stays in your brain and then you start associating like whenever you read or like hear of him like that's that's what you think like yeah I, I think making fun of people is great you know like that's comedy that's good you're laughing um, <laughs> you know like I make fun of people all the time like shit i i i make joe rogan jokes too like i think he's a fucking character but like <laughs> I, I don't it, it's not like i don't know that's like a very limited scope of, of vision um and and going back to how i kind of started it off by talking about the responsibility thing right like i oh and like you know like I, I can see why people would disagree uh, uh, about this, but the the charm, the magic that the Joe Rogan podcast has is that he is, and like, you know, yeah, he has a lot of money. M- most of that money is recent. That's that's yeah. usually not necessarily what shaped him. He, he grew up, like, I think, like, lower middle class, like, he didn't grow up super wealthy. He he's had a multitude of jobs and different experiences. It all centered around things that he has loved, and he's not an everyman, but he carries himself and he talks to people as if he's, you know, he he doesn't have a like from what I can see. I don't know him in real life. The way that he comes off to me and the way that he treats people it seems like very respectful. He doesn't have a giant stick up his ass yeah. uh, like that he thinks he's the king of the world. And as he has kind of dominated his field and grown to such uh, fame, he's nearly a household name at this point. And, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's difficult for some of that to not get to your head. 
Maybe yeah. some of it has, maybe some of it hasn't. Uh, I, but I'm sure he's aware that he needs to stay grounded as much as possible. But that's the charm is that he's just a normal dude bringing on people that he finds interesting and giving people, giving nearly anybody who he deems uh, to, to have some sort of like value to him or to his audience, a platform to come tell their story or to talk about a subject that that they know about or they care about. Um, and as he has grown in viewership to have the hundreds of millions of views and downloads that he does in every year, yeah. uh, like I can see why people think that he needs to rise beyond and shape and evolve uh, to have more responsibility because he has more eyes and more influence but i think that's bullshit i think i think his responsibility is to be himself and like be himself to the audience like uh, you, you know maybe not every time but i've seen him plenty of times have a point of view have a conversation and surrender his point of view uh, after hearing contrary but seemingly valid information that proves him wrong and he recognizes uh, that he was wrong and he concedes uh, yeah i like and that's him being himself like i i think he's a very good he's a very good one of the most positive influential figures we have right now for just being authentic like thinking for yourself uh, and 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 I think the people who just take everything that he says uh, as truth and like takes everything that he says as like valid information or the or the entire information miss the miss the point of of one of the, the like one of the values of the podcast which is like i'm gonna give you this information like and and like you 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 take it into consideration put it into the perspective put it into perspective and and see how that might shift or if, if you want to take it or leave it or leave it in between i don't know yeah exactly like he is not like the absolute truth he's not the messiah like it, he's just putting out content um and i think content should never like you should always be able to just put out what's on your mind like some people may find it offensive but then then like they don't have to watch it you know it's uh it's <laughs> it's very it's very simple but definitely i do think that like having a platform uh can change someone you know when you have so many people listening to you uh you got to be careful about what you say um and i think he has been like not to the extent that a lot of people want him to be but in his in his own way um yeah um so i want to talk about the the neil young thing oh yeah yeah that's so okay funny. i just think it's funny funny as fuck <laughs> yeah he just dipped 
I think it's just like adding fuel to the flames. Like again, that's not gonna do anything. Like realistically, like he's trying to make Spotify make a decision between like, oh, you can have like these musicians like Neil Young who is no longer listed on Spotify or Joe Rogan. And it's like, I just don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that working out. Um, and I think it would, it would be a mistake if Spotify lets go of Joe Rogan just because like he could easily get someone to make a platform for him. And he has, he has an established platform. It's all about being viewed somewhere. So I don't think him being off Spotify would change anything. But that's just my two cents, like whether or not that's actually the truth. I don't know, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm a bit sad. I like, I really like like three new young songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it sucks. I lost three songs, but like, sorry, you're not Pink Floyd. Like, <laughs> Roger Waters might be able to get Joe Rogan on Spotify. Not even, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be much sadder to have to, but at the end of the day, like, if, if I own Spotify, let's play a little role play. If okay. I own Spotify and Roger Waters came to me and said, you can either have Pink Floyd's music, Joe <laughs> Rogan on the thing, I would tell, and I, 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 me as a lover of Pink Floyd would have to tell him like, you know, like, I'm really sorry you feel, like, I'm really sorry, like, that this is what it's coming to. I would love for you to be able to have your music along with Joe Rogan's Spotify. But ultimately, it's your like you're make you're giving me the choice. But ultimately, it's yours. I'm making mine, which is I'm I'm making my platform available to everybody. Yeah. If you don't want to be a part of it, that saddens me. But I respect it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Sadly, hopefully, never the, the day never comes that um, Pink Floyd is off Spotify. I think I might shed a tear, but. The logic is there. Uh, it, it's definitely like it is at the end of the day. Like the musician is making the choice for Spotify. It's like you have to choose between the musician or a podcaster that you invested a shit ton of money in, and that's generating you money. And like, like logically, they're not going to choose like the one musician. Like it doesn't make sense. Um. So, so sorry, sorry if uh, like I if I seem distracted while you were talking, I just had to do my own research for a second because I <laughs> wanted to bring something up that I saw a couple of days ago and I knew that if I talked about it on the podcast, I wanted to look it up first. For sure. Um. So, uh, Andrew Schultz like fucking like I was watching a flagrant clip. Yeah. He talks about the Neil Young thing. Have you seen it? I, I was about to watch it today. I, like, it literally popped up in my recommended, and I'm like, I'm gonna save this for tonight, but now I wish I watched it. It, it was really funny. I, like, I hope nobody watches, I, I don't, I hope anybody, nobody watches 
Andrew Schultz's shit to get informed because it's, it's just <laughs> pure, it's pure comedy and like yeah. very offensive if you don't get where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. And, but it, I, I thought it was hilarious. All of a sudden, he goes like, "Well, a like, they, like none of them really knew any Neil Young song. Like the songs that they didn't know, they didn't necessarily know." they were Neil Young's so they kind of discred they were kind of talking about him as a nobody which he definitely is not a nobody <laughs> yeah. he was very big back then and like a yeah. lot of people still enjoy his music today but like even if even though their jokes weren't coming were coming from a, a slightly ignorant place like it was so funny all of a sudden he goes yo real quick let's make a ranking list of on of Neil of a best meals of all time and they just started ranking all these like neil armstrong <laughs> uh, uh i don't know who else neil patrick harris uh, um all these motherfuckers and they ran out of like people named neil so they're like they're, they're like uh fuck is his name uh what's a football player who kneeled uh, uh patrick mahomes no 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 the the guy who kind of started it um um, Big Afro, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, they're like Colin Kaepernick, uh, number seven Neil. Then they're like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow had a dope Neil. <laughs> I don't know. It just like came out of nowhere. Like you know. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. I actually like sometimes. Like it was like twenty minutes long, and I listened to like maybe ten minutes. Yeah. But I scrolled through the comments and. It said something that I hadn't looked up myself till right now, but I can confirm it as confirmed by Google. Mm -hmm. Trusting them. It, and it's the comment says, fun fact, the majority ownership in Neil Young's music is by a group called Hypno Hypno Hypnosis Music Fund. Okay. Hypnosis is owned or part has, a, has a partnership with the Blackstone Group. The Black Blackstone is partnered with Al Neelum Pharmaceuticals and works primarily in biotechnology. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't want to say it because, you know, it's like a string, a conspiratorial yeah. string. Uh, <laughs> but I just looked it up and it seems to check out. I'm not saying yeah. that that is the sole driver for Neil Young doing what he did yeah, it's still a crazy coincidence yeah let's leave it at that we're not yeah. gonna try to come to any conclusions but it's uh, you know yeah <laughs> damn wow yeah i think honestly sometimes i don't think about that but it's so important to know that like everyone has like a higher up and even like even spotify has a higher up and then like the CEO of Spotify, like definitely as people that advise him, like there's there's always so many decisions to be made. It's never like as simple as from the outside point of view. Um, I wish it was, but it's not. No, but, uh, and that, 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 that point is the exact reason why Joe Rogan's show is so, is so uh, important and crucial to the time period that we're living in now um, because 
either his only higher up is technically Spotify. Yeah. And I don't know the details of their contract, but I know that when Joe Rogan talked about signing it, he what he shared with his audience that he wrote it into his contract that they're only buying him to have him on his platform, but he can operate as autonomous just as autonomously as he would have before. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that Joe wouldn't have signed even if it was a hundred million dollars. I don't think Joe would have signed it if if they had any kind of real control over him. And from what we've seen on Spotify stands, it seems like they're very much on his side with everything. Yeah. And he doesn't answer to anybody. Maybe his wife. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if maybe God, if he believes in it, yeah, or whatever his 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 higher power is, he answers to nobody but himself. He does not respond to external pressures. If if it, but, and I mean I've seen him apologize for things that he's made mistakes on, where he can see that he's said something that isn't true i've seen him come back on the next episode it was like a couple months ago he yeah. came back on and, and like apologized but like that was after him like really considering it and seeing if there was a truth behind the pressure but typically he doesn't respond to pressure just for pressure's sake yeah he doesn't he doesn't do things because he feels like his audience will abandon will abandon him or love him he does things purely out of uh, my perception is that he does things purely out of in- instinct and he very much follows his gut uh, and so his information might be tainted by his ignorance his bias but it's not tainted by politics yeah it's not tainted by bureaucracy or uh uh public pressure and to find a platform as varied as his uh, or as big as his that comes that close to being so pure from external things in a sense is very rare more things are coming up he's inspiring a lot of people on YouTube and it's very cool to find a like I Lex Lex I mean yeah uh, Lex is another great podcast host which I love yeah he's and dope he shares a lot of similar uh, values and uh, philosophy when it comes to information and running his show as Joe does it's a it's it's more much more technology yeah uh, ideology centric yeah, less yeah. comedy. Yeah. Still great content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, uh, Spotify, if you're listening, please add a comment section because uh, <laughs> that's important. Like, I'll be watching the YouTube clips just because they have a comment section. Like, it's actually kind of a problem. But... Um, yeah comment section although i although i i say give the people a comment sections comment sections are very controversial and i'm sure they 
they want to steer clear for as long as they can oh no for sure like i got their point of view but like <laughs> i don't know I, those comments are just hilarious like sometimes the comments are better than the actual like what they're saying um but it's okay i'll still support spotify because they are rumored almost confirmed to be uh the sponsors of barcelona for the next season so you know my spotify money will go into funding uh maybe they'll get messy back with my spotify money so yeah can you hear me yeah dude in my bad this computer has the the on and off button like, <laughs> uh, like bottom like in this bottom corner like like and so i just move my computer i say turn it off and it doesn't <laughs> like oh, are you sure you want to turn it off so that's why we don't fuck with dell computers yeah fuck <laughs> dell um, but wait you what, what, what were you saying uh, you know, we were uh, we we're in the middle of something i was like no yeah no i was just saying that my spotify money you know like my contribution to spotify premium like it'll fund barca getting messy back like i feel like i'm making a difference uh, <laughs> but yeah no that's just jokes who knows i feel like if they get like imagine like joe rogan sponsoring barca <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> um oh that'd be terrible i don't know it's 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 so interesting how our minds work and how people and i know it's so stupid but like it, it, like people can be looking at the same things yeah but, but their mind selects certain things to look at other things to ignore and 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 it usually it usually has to do with habituation of how you train your own mind like do you train do you habituate the idea of looking at things selectively looking at things that don't contradict your world view if something contradicts your world view do you explain it away or do you genuinely consider it and yeah. see if there's something that you're missing or something you're not looking at clearly do you do that or do you train your brain to to so selectively look at the things that it, it do or don't are, uh, fit with your world view and, and and do you do you do you jump to conclusions quickly do you jump to judgment quickly or do you do, and if you do do you consider where is that judgment coming from what experiences or conditioning have caused me to judge it for that reason and how is that hindering my ability to quote unquote uh, think independently analyze and uh, interpret uh, data yeah you know, just visual data informational yeah, data just information totally like i think uh it's almost a bad thing and like negative to you if you close yourself off from any opposing viewpoints cuz like you could be wrong and you you could also be right but you could be wrong and there could be this like genuinely like life changing information out there like it is not bound to like any specific subject it could be like 
even like spirituality or like your your feelings about like god you can be like oh yeah no like my god is like the only god so i don't i don't have to listen to what you think and like the other person could have a genuinely like interesting point it's thought-provoking yeah. but like by you just like wanting to stay in your comfort zone and just like pretend that what you believe is the absolute truth which i don't think absolute truth exists but like that's just like hindering you it's not a good thing so definitely looking at your patterns and like figuring out what it is that you need to change uh very important stuff i wanted to i wanted to uh share like a paragraph in this passage that i read uh sure in class i'm in an american women's literature class uh reading a lot of interesting things and uh, just ju- just for a, a little bit of context um this piece is called a uh, transformation of silence into into language and action and it's by an author and activist called Audre Lorde she is a black lesbian a uh, woman uh, j- j- just to give some a little bit of context cuz she said something uh, and and kind of giving context to the a certain audience that she's speaking to that might also come from a niche or not a minority group of people with mm-hmm. a with a unique experience uh, and so she says and where the words of women are crying to be heard we must each we must each of us recognize our responsibility to seek those words out to read them and share them and examine them in their pertinence to our lives that we not hide behind the mockeries of separations that have been imposed upon us and which so often we accept as our own for instance i can't in for instance in quotes i can't possibly teach black women's writing their experience is so different from mine yet how many years have you spent teaching plato shakespeare and proust or another she's a white woman and what could she possibly have to say to me or she's a lesbian and what would my husband say or my chairman or again this woman writes of her sons and i have no children and all the other endless ways in which we rob ourselves of ourselves and of each other i think that perfectly encapsulates like the point that we were trying to make uh, it's a very powerful little paragraph yeah, the, the, it's like it's like a five page um thing it was originally written as a speech and then uh written into like a kind of like article or statement uh, the whole thing is great and an- another example that i want to bring up when it comes to thinking independently it, it, it was an example uh, from like a re- or in my i took like a what was it called i don't know it was about it's a communications class about uh cultures uh I'm forgetting the name of it. It was a kind of sociological too. Mm-hmm. Um and they gave us an example from this research study 
where they had they had people come in to an office for a job interview didn't even necessarily know i don't think the people knew what they were getting being like the people didn't know what the what the research study was because it would have hindered it would have hindered like the quality of it because right. they would have thought about it too much mm-hmm. so basically i had people come in and they had like four cans they had four cans of soda in front of them uh one let's say they had a can of coke they had a can of fanta they had a can of spray and they had a can, can of uh dr pepper those weren't actually cans but i'm just giving those as an example sure first they asked an american um like how many how many options uh, how many drink options do you see before you and i'm pretty sure oh, nearly 100% if not an overwhelmingly uh, an overwhelming majority of americans said they see four drink options in front of them but any uh, as they, they they saw the coke the sprite the dr pepper and whatever else i said uh and then any european or uh, non american you know the overwhelming majority when they saw the four cans of soda and were asked how many options did they see they all said one it's all soda but right like it's all it's all a uh, carbonized uh, sugar corn syrup shit right right uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and ultimately like that that comes down to the perception and how yeah. do we, how do we train our brains to see things and categorize things for sure because they're both right like in their own way because yeah it, it's it is all about perception for sure because like i mean the europeans are definitely not wrong you know that it's all one type of drink yeah but 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 but, but it comes down to like how closely are you really looking at things are you looking at things from too close yeah. or do you need to take a step back to see that your multiple choice answers or like like exactly it's like it's the idea of freedom of choice like it's like are you giving a freedom of choice but the choice has already been but a but a choice beforehand has already been made for you right like somebody chose for the four options to be soda but you you see yourself as like having like no if i walked into an interview and they had four different options of soda like i'd cream my pants and be like these people are so generous giving me so many fucking options but a european would probably be like these assholes don't even offer me water you know what i mean and and and, and it's and i think that example is in a sense metaphorical because americans are so used to being fed mass produced garbage that they don't even realize that they 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 uh, they're not being given water the water as something that's truly refreshing yeah. truly uh it truly hydrates you and is healthy for you yeah uh, and not not just in terms of food but in terms of ideas and politicians and i don't know anything really yeah for sure i feel like that example could also be like just like media i don't know i'm not yeah, too you know, 100%. I'm, i'm not too familiar with like uh 
European movies and stuff like that. But it is definitely like I know for sure it doesn't have like the whole like Hollywood appeal of just like like generally speaking like Hollywood is very like high production value a lot of like explosions and like action and shit like that like I don't know you're <laughs> you're the film major um, is are European like like movies generally Did- different. Um, I'd say there's much more variation of what's of what gets funded. Mm-hmm. They're still like like a like a lot of them still do have like high production value because the people who make them are just very uh, skilled and mm-hmm. even if they don't have all the money in the world, they know how to they know how to take advantage of what they have and do the best with it. For sure. Um they are definitely much more open to so-called art house films, uh, much more abstract, new things. Uh, I think there's much less, yeah, there, there's much more funding for things that aren't primarily intended to either make, you because it, it, it's, it's much less centralized. It's here in the United States, it's so centralized. Yeah. as a business as an investment opportunity uh, for the people who are already involved uh, you know like they want to make sure that they get they either double triple quadruple their investment or they at least can be assured that they can if things go wrong they get it back yeah um, and i feel like that's much less of what you see in the exterior but you still see things that would be like uh, whatever like you still see French comedies that still come off as like I don't know it's like just the French version of something that we would see here yeah uh, not in a bad way like in a, yeah. in a good way uh, yeah I'm not hating on, on Hollywood yeah. like at all but uh, but no I, I feel like a lot of people a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people call people who don't like Marvel movies pretentious or like pretentious uh, film majors and I'm a filmmaker so I'm uh, I'm vulnerable to those uh, judgments from people. Uh, and I don't know, so, so sometimes they just suck and they're boring because I've seen it before and and what I mean I've seen it before is that they a lot of like when you I mean when when something like Marvel is such a massive business and every year it's growing you think anybody who's making money off of it is like yo let's chill for a sec with this growing and making so much fucking money and actually try to make a good movie like <laughs> nobody's saying that over there yeah nobody, nobody's over there being like let's try to get creative like let's get creative no they're mm-hmm. like they're like jacking up like ha, 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 three spider-man ha, ha. <laughs> no, i really like i really like uh, it's a pretty good movie no but i totally get it it's like the same like recurring theme oh. i mean and it's co- also because like marvel has its like brand of like yeah. specifically just like superheroes. Um, uh, 
in, in a lot of cases, movies are not even made for the actual movie. It's made to get people to fall in love with a character that they can sell, then sell endless amounts of merchandise and uh, whatever else, merchandise uh, and wh- whatever else, anything that they could profit off of uh, the likeness of that character, the image of that character, like is endless if they make something good that's why they don't let this shit die they're like literally like in an everlasting orgasm of like ah of profits but uh i want to finish my point because like i kind of got distracted it's not even the real point of what i'm trying to say (laughs) Uh, the point of what i'm trying to say is that i have nothing against these movies but since it's a business they can't slow down there's there's none of that nobody over there is trying to chill they want to either keep growing or at least maintain something steady and so they end up having to produce more and more movies every year which i mean at that point some people might say hey like the more movies you make the better chance you have making a good one Uh, that's a way of looking at it i'd say uh, i'd say it's the opposite the more movies you make the better chance you have a spending uh, of making shittier ones and spending much less effort on dis- making each movie stand out and to be distinguishable depart- apart from what's on the surface of like you know like I'm I fucking I fucking think it's so dope that Black Panther finally put a black superhero on the big screen yeah that, um people people of color finally got to see uh, somebody that uh, they can see themselves as as a hero and as such a dope one too i I think black panther as a as a hero and as a character was dope i thought the movie was ass (laughs) (laughs) the movie was ass (laughs) Uh, uh, the cgi was atrocious too um and like same thing it's like it's like what distinguishes your movie apart from that like now it's like a female protagonist and a female lead yeah ultimately these movies and when when what's his name martin scorsese calls these movies uh, theme park movies and that gets labeled anybody who uh, either agrees or shares the same sentiment is labeled pretentious (laughs) I guess I. It doesn't mean that I want some art house bullshit and something super abstract. Not not that I have anything against it. It's like those people also come to conclusions of why you feel that way, or yeah. what you would like to see instead. But it's just like when, when all that's being produced and all that's being marketed is pure entertainment for entertainment's sake. Yeah. Dude, it's the same thing as eating McDonald's all day. It's the same thing as watching. It's just you're you're just consuming empty calories. You're consuming yeah. empty calories that have nothing real to say, nothing valuable to say about the real world or who we are. Um, and like, I think in a moment like right now, where everybody is so lost and confused and delusional, it. it it, it, it means a lot to people to see something authentic, something that really reflects their deepest, their deepest insecurities, their deepest fears, their deepest 
just really digging into your humanity and sometimes art house films end up being shitty because eh, you know people don't believe in it so they have to make it in whatever way that they can or you know but it would be really cool if people got more funding and and people just started focusing on not creating entertainment for entertainment's sake and not saying that that doesn't have its place i don't want entertainment for entertainment's sake to 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 be uh, to disappear but when it is the only option in in a, in, in a sense the same way that the, that that the waters were i mean the, the sodas were yeah it's it, it's similar because in that case it's like in that office in that moment soda is your only option and if you want something other than soda you have to leave and go buy yourself water see if there's a vending machine in, in, in somewhere in the lobby maybe you can get yourself water or you go to the store next door like if you really want to see something valuable for the most part you have to go out and find it yourself yeah sure. but not everyone does that not everyone goes out of their way not everyone takes the effort to look and even though I, I think it's important that people put more effort into in, in, instead of just like being complacent to the choices that are, are no. <laughs> not again yo fuck Dell on, on, <laughs> on jaw uh, not jaws in God as in jaw say on Freud <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, this computer told me your, your, your computer is low on battery I click ok and it died like just like a <laughs> second later like thanks for the warning wow. uh, don't yeah, be doing the most uh, I think there definitely should be more in the individual uh, effort to go out and find the water mm-hmm and something uh, valuable like truly valuable uh, but i also think it would be beneficial for the people who make those initial choices of what the people's choices are um to to to, to start including things that that truly are provoking that truly are trying to do something different Um, yeah i mean it's definitely a problem that like in the in the charts you know everything that's trending it's like just mindless consumerism which is fine you know like sometimes you want to watch a movie and just like not think about anything but like there should definitely be a place for things that actually hold value to the viewer as well and, and, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that entertain that you can't be entertained by these things like yeah i like an artist who chooses to not make his shit entertaining just for the sake of being against entertainment as an idea or uh, like like in the way that I'm talking about it like I, I think that's selfish in a, in a sense but you know to, to each his own but like something can be entertaining and still have value but it's not entertainment for entertainment's sake yeah um I don't know. But but yeah, I mean I, I I think we've had a great conversation. Yeah, I think here's a good a good point to to end it. 
um if you want to recommend one of these non-mindless uh films yeah let me think yeah no you, you got time I'm not putting you on the spotlight or anything um I don't know. I, 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 we need to keep track of what movies and shit we've recommended in the past, so I don't, yeah. so I don't repeat anything. Um. Uh, wait, really quick. I want to give my take uh, of "Don't Look Up." I, I don't want to okay. make. I don't want to make that my movie of the day. Um. But I have you seen it? I so I started watching it. It was very late at night, and like the start of it is kind of slow, so I fell asleep. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad movie. Like that was just me, but I I never like finished watching it. So um, I want to give my take because you know some people really liked it, some people loved it, some people thought it was kind of ass. Some yeah, thought it was whatever. Um, um, and I wanted to share my experience because I think it's such an interesting movie and I perceived it to have many, many layers to it that if you don't take a step back and analyze or try to be aware of how you're perceiving it and why that might be, mm-hmm. um, you, you you're gonna miss the whole point in a sense and and miss the whole point in understanding what the movie is doing but not I mean ultimately there is no missing the point when you experience it in a sense and so I think that so I severely disliked the movie uh, while watching it and because I, I I I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was trying to be, and it felt like it felt like it had a chance to be something truly subtle and truly subtle and talking about something like serious in a sense. Uh, but there were so many aspects of it that while watching it were frustrating me and giving me anxiety and some things that I wish would have been different. Um, and a lot of them for the majority of the time I had kind of a headache if I were on edge and I watched that movie I would consider committing suicide just because I was like this is this is my species this is these are the people that I and I'm one of them too you know what I mean yeah 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 um, um, but it wasn't until like later in the movie when I started to see it in a different way and like i said kind of was trying to become aware of how i was perceiving it and why that was that i saw it as like a time capsule kind of of like who and what society is in essence right now in the last couple years and especially right now as just like a clusterfuck of a clusterfuck of just like face value information and media Uh, everything everything has a political side to it 
everything has uh, everything has other influences to it or everyone's just trying to sell you something sell you ideas uh, uh, everybody's just going in and out of caring about things and then the second a second later like you're laughing about the same thing because it was posed in a funny way kind of like like in a dark a dark humor kind of way or just like dr fauci goes up and and like talks about like the death count for the day and then like everyone's like all sad thinking about like oh like maybe you know maybe uh, you know somebody who died and then you go on twitter and there's a picture of fauci walking off the stage photoshopped with a huge ass and was like yo look at this dump truck on fauci like i'd love to rail him from the back <laughs> you know what i mean oh, oh my god uh, like i'm not doing the best like, uh, but like it was just a clusterfuck of frustration anxiety headache and entertainment mm-hmm. all in one that seemed to just miss the point always just miss the point of what you were trying to get at like almost like 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 remember we talked about like the time loops when you're tripping how yeah. like it's like as soon as like as soon as like you feel like you're you're trying to figure something out and you're about to get there it's like you end up in square one all over again and you're like what were we trying to do um oh shit and and i felt like the movie in a sense perfect purposefully made the movie frustrating for the audience it, it because it it in a sense did things not poorly but in ways that they knew would fuck with the audience or mm-hmm. or would make the audience say hey i think this could have been different i would have done this otherwise i would have liked to see this been done that way yeah because that's the same way that we sit as observers and look at society everybody is sitting and observing society and making comments and judgments about how things are being handled mm-hmm. and nobody's really doing anything themselves they're just they're just commentators for opinion's sake because maybe i don't know uh it's like it 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 just makes the audience sit there and and be frustrated with what they're watching even they even though they know they're not going to change it mm-hmm. and maybe they can't change it or, or the possibilities of them changing it seem very slim in a sense right and so and there's another layer to it which is there's there's an ongoing there's a theme of this movie that is that uh, at one point uh, Leo finally goes like berserk like when you watch it like there's this talk show that they have on there mm-hmm. like a news talk show that's like oh my god so oh yeah yeah that's i watched that before i fell asleep yeah. well that's, they come like, back the lady goes like crazy yeah but yeah. no like they that that's like a, an ongoing segment in the movie mm-hmm. and like at one point Leo finally goes nuts mm-hmm. and he says something like you know like the people like like deserve to hear the truth they need to hear the truth they need to know what's real yeah. something along those lines and the, the co-host says like oh well like you know like like but well, we always like to keep it fun and you know like medicine always goes down well with some sugar and i think that's what this movie 
was because to me it seemed like a very like call to action kind of movie like at the end of the movie i was like i felt i felt like the the movie made a clear distinction between not good and bad people smart and stupid people it was it made a distinction between people who genuinely tried who genuinely made an effort and directed their efforts towards trying to help in in a way that the focus was the issue and not some selfish um, alternative desire of theirs um so I made a distinction between the people who tried and did their best and the people who either didn't because they made that choice whether it was conscious or not there are people who just weren't able to see see it for what it was because they were in the shit storm of uh, misinformation from the quote unquote trusted news sources in in that universe and so i think that this that is what the movie did to the audience because if you think about it how many people and what percentage of people who watched that movie knew what the movie was about before mm-hmm. they watched it and how many people watched that movie because they thought it was interesting or because it had a star-studded cast like how many people saw the movie because they were like oh let's watch the new movie it has leo has yeah. jonah hill has uh, meryl streep uh uh what's her name uh, Katniss Everdeen uh, yeah uh, Timothy T Schmidt they got T Schmidt in the cut um i don't know you know what i mean like everyone yeah. everyone probably watched the movie because they were sold by the marketing team mm-hmm that it was going to be a star-studded cast and you go and you watch it because it's a great cast and you want to be entertained and then you get fed the medicine it's like you get fed the medicine of this shit that gives you a headache and a sense of is and it, it the movie is entertaining at points but it, mm-hmm. it's heavily infuriating at least it was for me and so like how many people like would sign up for that knowing what they were in for like when 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 a new climate change documentary comes out and you start start to hear or like something about the environment or the planet comes out on Netflix and you hear it's good you want to watch it but when you're scrolling on Netflix most of the time you're usually there to like kind of let off some steam yeah how many times do you scroll past that same nature documentary because you're like not right now like That's I'm not that it's kind of heavy it's kind of heavy and you don't want to you don't want to have to contemplate those things in that moment yes they didn't they i think that's part of the layer that they sold it they used our own the things that the movie's about and try mm-hmm. to point they used it against us to watch the movie <laughs> uh, that's crazy dude <laughs> uh, i mean it worked 100% and like when i and like again i don't know if these layers are intentional or not mm-hmm. but based on what the themes of the movies are it just seems very apparent to me that a lot of it was intentional and for those reasons i hated my viewing experience for the majority of the time and i finished the movie and i was like this is genius and i was like this is genius uh, yeah i mean you you'd have to think that a director that has all these stars like 
should know what they're doing, right? So um, maybe at yeah. first glance, it's not like apparent, but yeah, yeah, yes. But the the reason why I don't know if they're I, and some of them might be, and there might be other I mean, there are other layers to it that I'm sure I'm missing or right. that I'm failing to mention right now. Um, but in making art, oftentimes beautiful things happen accidentally like without you even intending to do it you might make a decision or you might accidentally do something that isn't what you initially intended and it fits way more perfectly than you could have ever fathomed like on your own like like the universe conspires with with you and adds layers to your shit that you didn't even notice were there uh, uh, so that's what I mean. I don't know if they're intentional or not, but mm -hmm. I think they're very much apparent. Right. And, um. Yeah, I I don't I I think I think it's very revealing because often it, it, another layer to it is that like what I was saying about how it's not necessarily about what the movie. Everybody focuses on the movie, right? How does it make you feel? How do you feel about it? Rarely do people consider why do I feel that way about it? And like really, really uh, throw away the first surface level answers that you might, that your brain might respond to why you feel that way about it. And really dig deep into perceptions and conditioning and fears and, and just like, or, or desires of things that you, that you think or you wish to be true. Uh, like things that you believe in, maybe because you just want them to be true. So yeah, that's my take on the movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, my movie of the day, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Into the Wild. Okay. Into the Wild. Uh, it's a beautiful movie. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's really good. It's it's on my list. Um. A problem with me is like my list is just too long. <laughs> it's, it's like I'll get to it eventually, but yeah. I'll get to it faster. Um, um, and my song of the day, I'll let you give your song of the day right after, but my song sure. of the day is. You Got Me by The Roots uh, with Erica Badu and some Okay. Other. Sounds interesting. Uh, my song of the day would be uh, the song Los Pollos Hermanos but it's like actually British rap. Um, really? Yeah, it, it's a fire beat. Honestly, like that's that's why I'm putting it because like I, the beat just like by me, I guess. Yeah, by Nux. Um, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put uh, these songs and the movie of the day, like in the description. I'm gonna put it as a link so people can straight up just like click it. For sure. And I just want to say like, based on what we talk talks about today, like. Mm -hmm. 
you know these are our, are just our points of view yeah uh, and and if anybody who listened here today um thinks differently or disagrees and cares enough cares enough about us uh, or about what they what they think to reach out and talk to us independently or if you want to come on the podcast and have a have a, a discussion just talk about it um i'd love to invite anybody who's uh, willing or wants to uh, and i i just want to i just want to establish that because yeah. uh, you know like if if there's any way that we are misguided uh, i'd i'd, I'd want to learn absolutely and healthy debate is important too so I'd, I'd love if anyone feels that way and wants to come on like that'd be great all right oh uh, so uh, 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 can i close it yeah thank <laughs> you for watching for listening to Marco just died. <laughs>